Okay. <laughs> there we go. Perfect. Okay. <laughs> it's going in that window. So it's probably changing the lighting. That's all right. Okay. Okay, what are we what are we doing here? This is the very first Go There Do That podcast. My name is Ethan and this is Heather. And we're just here to talk about ourselves. I guess, because that's the, I don't, I try not to assume to know anything about the world and what's going on with anyone else, but I do know what's going on with myself. So that's the one thing I'm an expert in talking about is me. And I think throughout history, there are many people who we think of as the great people and that may only be because they were privileged enough to have documented their writings. But I think today in the digital age, the underprivileged have a voice. And there is no reason that you should be watching this podcast right now. But because of some hard work, determination, and Heather being okay with taking over the loft, we now have our voices documented on the internet. It's our little corner. And my handwriting is messy. So talking is much easier. This is the first episode of the Go They Do That podcast. Thanks for joining us today, Heather. Cue the music. Okay, so there's... Um, I, before I started this, there was like a survey that I did amongst people that I know. So there's a huge bias involved. But I asked people... What the heck would we even want to talk about? Because for those that may not know, Heather and I, the past two years, two years ago, started something called Go There, Do That. And it was just our way of getting away from COVID, basically, but, you know, starting new experiences and seeing the world outside of what you see from behind a phone, I guess. And what's funny is that the only way to watch our stuff is from behind a phone or a computer <laughs> screen. But it was more for us to see what else is out there. Plus, we were bored at home. And you're like a videographer and photographer, so if we're doing something, it kind of makes sense for you to do that along with it. Yeah, I had to take a photo of something at some point, and there's... So we will occasionally have some weird animal noises throughout this entire thing. And that's because we have three animals just lurking around um, constantly. But that's okay because O'Malley would be sad if... He, he can't would... be downstairs by himself. Yeah. Um, so yeah, first thing, Heather, is everything I said accurate? Yeah. Seems pretty on point. I got a little nervous when you started to go off on the beginning of the rant, and you were like, the great ones, and I was like... <laughs> That's why we consider them to be great, though, because we've only yeah, heard yeah, of them. Yeah. How many illiterate people were could have been geniuses? I don't know. But they just didn't have the opportunity, mm -hmm. right? I'm not saying I'm a genius. I'm just saying there's a chance. It's not for me. I want somebody else to be watching this and be like, hey, I'm great enough to make my own stuff, because... There's too many people who don't realize their own potential. 
and it makes me very sad. And it's not for me, it's more for you. You. Whoever's watching, whichever camera I'm on. Right? Sure. So anyways, yeah, we, we travel. And we also have a van. A van life. But also, living in a van is not all it's cracked up to be. We don't really live in it. We just can't, well, sometimes we live in it for like a couple weeks at a time when we're traveling, but um, we actually live in a house, which is where we're filming this podcast, so. This is not in the van. (laughs) Uh, What is it like living in the, staying in the van for two weeks at a time? Um, I would say like very calculated, like everything kind of has to have a place like you have to force yourself to put things back where they have to go where it gets very like overwhelming and chaotic um everything's like work like getting up to go dump the tanks is work going to go grab a bite to eat if we're tired of sandwiches is work just like making coffee is work it's just like more work than being at home but also you're like surrounded in nature so it's kind of a nice trade-off it's a balance if it was a lot of work Mm -hmm. but not in nature then it wouldn't be worth it Mm -hmm. yeah making coffee you have to go outside in the snow because you can't write the little propane was it called a the Oh, that's just because you choose to use a jet boil. You could use the... I always just use the stove and the van. You still have to open the door. True. Like, you can't light a propane fire inside of a van. Fair enough. Let the snow in. So, sometimes I just go outside by myself and let the heat stay in, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. That's work. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, that, that is something that has taught me um well there's a lot of van life pages on facebook and stuff and there's people that actually do live in vans yeah and i couldn't imagine like those are some of the toughest people ever yeah some people ask that like if that's like the plan at some point to like travel full-time in the van and it's like no that's not really what i want i like coming back home you know what is a home to you? I mean, just like where my things that I love are. We could so I guess it could be in the van, but I like to spread out a little bit more, I guess. You don't like to shove me out of the way going from... Well, the, I do like to shove you out From of the, the way, kitchen but... to the bathroom, the three feet yeah. from the kitchen to the bathroom. You don't like to push me out of the way? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, home is... Where the serotonin's released. (laughs) Yeah. Or where the heart is. But it's, uh, yeah, it's that familiar Mm -hmm. thing that you come back to. Yeah, exactly. And you know it's, so this is something we have talked about before, off the air, but it's about expectations. And so... Expecting someone, you don't expect someone that you love to be there for you. You just kind of know they will. It's like a trust fall, you know, Mm -hmm. falling in love. 
so the home when you when you come home you're expect you're not expecting it to be familiar and comfortable and nice right you just know it will be yeah because those are the things you love mm-hmm. right that's what you said mm-hmm. yeah but i was just saying the other day expectations are dangerous to have so you kind of set yourself up you don't know what the, what's going to happen in the world. Like I said in the beginning, I don't know anything about the world. Mm-hmm. I only know what about me, myself, what I'm going to do in each moment. But I don't know what the world's going to do. It's kind of crazy, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Would anyone agree that the world's kind of crazy and unpredictable? You don't know what's going to happen next? Just chaos. So putting up an expectation in the future, the farther you go, I think. Like you can set the next 10 years up of your life. So I'm going to have a kid this year. I'm going to do this this year. I'm going to do these things. Well, if that doesn't happen, you're so attached to that. This is the what, idea. But yeah. then it becomes familiar to you, the idea of you doing this thing. And so it's like a false home that you're creating because it's not real, right? Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then what happens when it's something familiar is supposed to be here already and then it's not? I think that's like what... Like, I, like, crave peace a lot, which I'm sure, like, every a lot of people do. But I found myself, like, creating, I guess, kind of, like, an imaginary home. And, like, all these, like, things were lining up. And, like, that's what was, like, making me feel good and, like, peaceful. Like, we have, like, our house. We have, like, the van. We get to go on trips. We have the two dogs. We have two cats. Like, everything's very balanced. We have, like, a car, and then all, like, of a sudden, like, recently, it was, like, hard for me, and I felt like I, like, lost my peace for a while, but it's because my peace was, like, wrapped up in kind of, like, things, because, like, the car got totaled, we lost Danny, and so it was just, like, the floor got, like, ripped out from under me, but I feel, like, better now because it's, like, more accepting of like what the new new normal is but yeah I think it's dangerous to create those like expectations for things outside of yourself to bring you happiness and peace you don't know anything about the world yeah Mm -hmm. yeah these past couple months have been crazy um so we did go to Europe over the Christmas break that was very fun. Austria, Switzerland, and France. And so we were like up here, mm-hmm. like up here, you know, that was very cool and happy. And then January 26th, 26th was the, the day Heather was sitting at a red light. And then somebody just decided to, you know, be in a hurry, break a few traffic laws, whatever happened. Heather got hit from behind. Mm-hmm. She got in a wreck. Well, a wreck. Well, there was like her. literally a, like the wreck happened behind me and then that wreck caused one of them to like run into me. Yeah. But. Not your fault though. My right. Point. Right. And then, yeah. Which like, that happens all the time. Everyone was okay. So like, that's something to be thankful for because it could have been way worse um it was a little bit difficult for us because to 
to justify the van, we also like use it as one of our vehicles. So then we went from having like a car and the van to just the van, which is okay. It's doable, but it just makes things more complicated as far as getting to work um, and going to work, getting groceries. Can't go through the Chick-fil-A drive through in the van. It's too tall. So just made things like more work. Getting to work was work. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't just making coffee. <laughs> yeah. But maybe, maybe all these... So, so here's how we relate it back to go there do that. All of these things that we've done... So the best example would be the winter storm of 2021 in February. So these things we're doing outside, experiencing life. We had... Uh, here's an example. Big Bend National Park before the van we were tent camping we started out tent camping by in the a way. tent with no rain fly tent with no rain fly we, the weather was good thankfully but that the first time we went tent camping together was like two years and six months ago with no rain we borrowed a tent from my parents mm-hmm. and so we upgraded to a bigger tent that i could actually like fit in and at big bend we stayed for Five days mm-hmm. with, I mean, it was like 20-something degrees at night mm-hmm. in the Chisos Mountains. Um, we had to move spots like every couple days. Yeah, yeah. well, because that's how I could get the reservations. Yeah, that's another thing about Heather reserving is she, it's constantly <laughs> bouncing around. <laughs> it's a around. chess game. Yeah, um, much easier to do in a van, but uh, we were in the tent for five days, had to eat backpacking meals survive in the cold with no ace no heater right one day it was like we were moving literally next door so we just like picked up the tent on the poles rather than like break it down and we just like carried it over to the other campsite we did and if you're going to ask for video footage of that i don't have it because i was moving the tent and so there are a couple things this is why the podcast exists too is because we have to tell you if you don't believe us that's just Okay, but but yeah, we, we picked up the tent and moved it. But yeah, that, that was a problem I struggle with, actually. That's why I said, if you don't believe us, because... Like, You're used to backing yourself up with yes, footage. It's yeah. like, hey, I did this thing. It's like, yeah, right. And it's like, okay, well, here's a video of it. Hey, I'm going to do a podcast. Okay, well, here's a video of it right now. Or right. audio, whatever you're listening to. Mm-hmm. So, uh, anyways... Big Ben prepared us for the winter storm because we just transitioned into camping mode. We didn't sleep in our tent inside, but we did just get our sleeping bags that were rated for negative or 15 15 degrees, but I think they could go much colder than that because they're very warm. Mm -hmm. And we had all of our animals just gathered up on a... We, like, pushed two couches together and made, like, a makeshift um, bed, I guess, because mm-hmm. we had to stay upstairs because it's way warmer upstairs than it is than it was downstairs. So that's an example of how Go There Do That kind of prepares us for the unpredictability of the world because right. nature is unpredictable. Right. And so is the world. And to clarify, we're talking about like the winter storm in 2021 that like shut down Texas's yeah. power grid. I don't know if anybody remembers that. <laughs> we do. But yeah, eating backpacking. We meals. didn't have power for five days. We had the jet boil. We had a propane. Well, we had our 
stove is electric, so we didn't have gas. So we had the, the propane grill and everything. Mm-hmm. And it, just like when I go camping, I go outside and make some coffee outside because I don't make it inside. It was just a routine that we had already been... Yeah, we just went into like camping mode. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting. And I think with all the craziness that we put up with with traveling too... I mean, I don't know. There's some kind of balance that was created. To me, it, like, helps us problem solve in, like, regular life because traveling is amazing and you have these incredible experiences, but there's a lot of, like, problem solving involved because it's a new experience that you're not used to. It's unfamiliar. And so you're kind of forced into these situations where you have to figure things out. And then I think it's, like, helped us be able to do that in regular life when life happens and it's unexpected. Where was the well, the town that we stayed at during Christmas night with the parking garage thing? I have a story, but I can't think of the town name. Oh, in Europe? In Europe, yeah. Lucerne. So in Lucerne, uh, so Heather's been studying German, but I have not been, and... So that the parking meter was in a different language, the, the yeah. pay thing, yeah. And then I was, like, trying to figure it out, but I couldn't because I don't know German. And mm-hmm. then there was, like, a line of people behind me, and I was just pressing buttons trying to... And I was checking into the hotel. Yeah. And so there was, like, three or four people behind me, and I figured it out. <laughs> but it's that kind of stress <laughs> that you force on yourself by yeah. traveling. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, these these past couple months have been crazy. I mean... Two days after you got in a wreck, I was like, I'm still going to prepare for the podcast. Yeah, and then we, actually, we lost power. Like, there was another, like, kind of mini winter storm, and, uh, like, everything, like, froze, and it made the power lines really heavy and, like, snap, and so we didn't have power for, like, it wasn't five days, it was only, like, maybe ten hours or so, but we didn't have power, and we were literally, like, we were like, well, we can't do anything else. So we were moving furniture <laughs> around, like setting up for making this like the podcast space, moving my office downstairs. Yeah. <laughs> Taking advantage of mm. the chaos of the world, I guess. Yeah. But we had to stop when the sun went too down, too far down because we had no more light. And I was like, this is getting dangerous. Moving- Just our camping lanterns. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> moving furniture from upstairs to downstairs is a little dangerous. <laughs> yeah. So we stopped. Yeah. Um, so I think that's probably one of the most valuable things is it somehow helps you deal with everyday life, even though you wouldn't think it would. Like you think of a vacation as a thing to get away, mm-hmm. but actually you're experiencing just more life in a different place. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there's the was it the White Lotus TV show, um, that vacation where... You just sit sit in your hotel room all day or complain about your hotel room, mm-hmm. and that's a vacation for some people. Mm-hmm. Now, this is a TV show, but there's probably some people who maybe... Like when it's not fun to go on vacation? Like yeah. It's like, whose fault is it that it's not fun? I don't Cause know. Because we've been through some crazy stuff on vacations, and it's still overall always like a good experience. That may be because... I have bad memory. 
maybe because <laughs> you have bad memory, but also maybe because we do it together. Yeah. Which is something that I didn't want to get into, but I'm just going to since we mentioned it. But like, you know, the whole going through um, with Danny and stuff. So mm-hmm. it was right before Yosemite when she started feeling bad and you were going to stay here. Oh, yeah. And I was going to just go. But then I was like, there's no way I can just go. And this was Yosemite National Park in California. It was for the Yosemite Firefalls. It only happens once a year. At a certain time of year, it may happen, maybe will, maybe won't. It's a waterfall that, uh, line, well, the sunset lines up with a waterfall in the park. It only happens sometimes. So we had booked eight months ago. And then a week before, Danny had started feeling sick. Well, we just thought she had a UTI. Mm-hmm. Like, we had no reason to think that it was anything worse, but also didn't want to, like, leave her, somebody watching her and, like, you know, she it. has a UTI and she's probably, yeah, going to have accidents. But, thankfully, we were together when we experienced it and then were able to talk about it enough. Mm-hmm. Like, we talk about just about everything we go through. Yeah. If you had been gone, like, yeah, I would not be well. Yeah. We wouldn't be sitting here. Yeah, for sure. But, um, yeah. So we deal with life everywhere we go. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what's most important. So they say, who's that? Chris McCandless says, happiness isn't real unless it's shared. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's true or not. I would assume so. Because just thinking of, like, doing things without somebody else, mm-hmm. you know, going crazy places, and it's like, well, this was fun, but I don't have anybody to talk about it with, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. That's kind of a, you know. It's nice to have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, now you say something. I'm going to take a drink of water. Mm, like a new topic, or? All right, that's the end of this show. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, One second, one moment. Heather will (laughs) tell you about how her studying German is going. Oh. um, Well, I'm just using Duolingo, so I'm probably not actually learning it super well. But I studied for like six months before we went to Europe. And then I didn't feel like it helped me that much. Just because I wasn't very far, I guess, in my units, maybe. But then I, like, picked it back up when we got back. And And you're now in the Diamond League? (laughs) Did I hear that right? I dropped... Okay, yeah, so I guess anyone who knows Duolingo, this will be a very niche topic. But, yeah, um, I actually dropped into the Obsidian League because I didn't um, get promoted last week. Mm. Or I was in the demotion category. That's a shame. Yeah. Um, I'm very competitive, so, like, sometimes I'll... We'll be, like, at a party with friends, like, hanging out, and I'll get my little notification that's, like, you are about to lose your streak. And I, like, will get on in the corner and, like, whisper. <laughs> Practice. Has, has until midnight. Yeah. We were in Lexington, North Carolina with oh, yeah. Aaron and Stacy, and it was, like, 11... 45 i think Mm -hmm. we were having a celebration we were visiting friends but then heather pulls out her phone 
And it's like, I really need to study my German, guys. So everybody's like, okay. And then there's like a little parade that goes off when she finishes. And everybody's like, yay, Heather finished her German. <laughs> Just in the nick of time. Yeah. Yeah. So that's another thing. Is you were studying German at one point. I still am. I mean. But that's point. like, it really helped when I was like book making our like booking things. That's what I was going to say. Because, yeah, like there were some websites where you could like press the f- nice little translate button on Google and then some we- websites didn't have that option. So I like knew enough to know that like Frühstück meant, meant like with breakfast. And so I was able to kind of navigate and figure out some of the little things when booking stuff. So it was helpful. Bispeta means see you later, I think. That is false. Oh, what is it? <laughs> what is it? Bispeta. Bispeta. And it might be different. Yeah, I always am. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it correctly because Dolingo is kind of What's tricky, the unfortunately but... I don't want to? Oh. Ich habe leider keine Lust. She tells me that one all the time. <laughs> unfortunately, I don't want to. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, okay. So just to emphasize, Heather was learning another language so that she could book hotels in another language. Because not Switzerland really didn't care if you knew what language or not. They were just like, we're speaking this, right? Like a lot of Switzerland was... Austria was very English friendly. Mm-hmm. Switzerland a little bit less so, but still... And when we, once we got... But then we also went to like the French side of Switzerland and France. And then it was just like... I knew nothing. All bets were off. Yeah. Um, honestly, the German end of, like, Switzerland and, like, Austria, German-speaking end was way more English-friendly than... So maybe I should have been studying French. But, oh well. Um, a lot of them spoke English there, so I've been studying English my whole life, so I was kind of prepared for those interactions. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that... Yeah, the... There's two sides of Switzerland's, I guess, their language... They mm-hmm. speak a lot of... There could be more. Those they, are just the ones we went through, yeah. They speak like four or five different like random languages, but I think only Swiss people... Correct me if I'm wrong. We've only been there once. But I do know, yeah, the eastern half of Switzerland is German and the western half is French because you get closer to, you know, mm-hmm. France. Um, but it was weird when you kind of heard... You were literally You started traveling. to hear the shift, yeah. yeah. You were just at a gas station or something, and then, like, languages started changing slowly. Mm-hmm. And normally, like, when you're in America, you're just walking around, and you're like, oh, that person's speaking another language. Mm-hmm. But this time, I was the person speaking the other language. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, like, at restaurants. But probably most people understood us, because, yeah. Oh, you poor monolingual person. I know. <laughs> I know. It's about time I... Learned a new language. About time. Gosh, I've been waiting <laughs> this whole time. <laughs> like, when is she going to learn a new language already? Um, Mostly I did it for like my own anxiety because I was really scared of being in a new place, in a new country. Like I'd never left the United States before other than our like six hours in Canada or whatever. But um, yeah, I was really nervous to be somewhere and, like, be in a bad situation. So that's really why I wanted to learn it, just so that I could ease my own anxieties about traveling. 
Well, you just wanted you knew you were going to be immersed in another culture. True. So like, I might as well. I didn't just... want to look like an idiot more than I was already going to look like an idiot. So I looked like an idiot at that parking meter because nobody behind me spoke English. No one looked like bigger of an idiot on that trip than me with my luggage in the subway. Oh, I wasn't. I mean, I wasn't going to bring that up. Just kidding. I probably was. Yeah. Okay, so France, we got out of the. We rode the a, train, the Swiss train. We rode a train from Switzerland to France, which was really cool. It's where I finished my book that I'm mm. going to talk about at some point. Of course. Um, so, yeah, we get off the train in France. And it's a little less, uh, it's a different country, you know, again. So, it was a little bit of a shock. Well, we when we were in parts of Switzerland, like when we were in Zermatt, literally like we saw workers picking up cigarette butts with like these like tweezer picker uppers. Like there was like no trash anywhere, so clean. And then we were in Paris, which is like a huge city. It was just it's less nothing against Paris, it's just less clean than that. Observably <laughs> to our eyeballs. It just seemed less clean than the other place that we have just came from. Just as a train station, you know, there's a lot of people in and out. So maybe there was just too many cigarette butts to pick up. But in Switzerland, they prioritize picking up everything as small as cigarette butts because those were actually the biggest things that they had to pick up. Anyways, who cares if it was dirty because I'm an idiot and I, we were going to Europe. And so we have a big bag, like a big luggage suitcase in like a carry-on size luggage suitcase and then like backpacks because uh, we had a lot of clothes. It's also winter, so winter clothes take up like more space. Um, so three like, bags each? <laughs> yeah, just like a lot to be. Um, we should have been taking taxis, yeah. Well, we tried to and then it wasn't Uber, it was... Yeah. What was it? Um... I don't remember what free it was called. Ride, free ride free or something ride. like that. But it wasn't yeah. free. No. But they had, it was like their version of Uber. But basic, you can still message. It worked just like Uber, except the final part where the driver parked a couple blocks away. And I was like, hey, we're at this address. And he was like, okay, well, I'm parked here. And I was like, are It was you? like a mile away. It was, it was like, are you going to come pick us up? And he was like, cancel the trip. So he like parked and he was like, come to me. And I was like, wait, we're, we're here with all our bags. Which in hindsight, I would have walked a mile. We probably would have. Oh, if you would have known about how yeah. the, taking six bags, the giant, not, the carry-ons. Well, you don't take those thing. on the subway. You don't take those to the subway. And there's some parts of the subway you where don't. there aren't escalators. Some just, parts? There was no escalators in Paris. Zero. No <laughs> elevators, no escalators, stairs. So six That's bags. It. Yeah, There's the, no ADA there. <laughs> there were <laughs> probably there were escalators. There's just I don't know. No, there was not. <laughs> I never saw one escalator when we were in France, not one. <laughs> and so we had to carry all these bags up these stairs, and uh, the part Heather that started this story is the Heather was never more embarrassed in her life because we were getting onto a train, and the train stay open for about three seconds. Three seconds. <laughs> like not that long. And so, you know, everybody got on, and then Heather's coming in with her two giant bags. I stepped on quick, and I turn around, and Heather's, like, getting on, and the train doors start going, and then she gets herself and her one tiny carry-on 
on, but the big bag, so it closed. On and the, a little bit on my arm. And well, her arm too. <laughs> uh, but the big bag it closed on the like the handle, the handle part, yeah. So it closed enough to block the rest of the bag. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. So. So my bag is physically outside of the train. And how did you react to that? What did you say? What did you do? <laughs> um, I just started screaming. Words. Words. And words. they were very loud words. And so that caused just about every able-bodied man on the train to come and rush to her help and <laughs> sh- sh- like pry the door open. And then she got her bag in. And then it was dead silent the rest of the way. I just was like at the pole like this like with my hair down just like not making eye contact with anyone and if you ever see (laughs) any um, european say americans are annoying and loud that's why that's why that's why get trapped on trains and yeah yeah this is mortifying (sighs) that's a part of it though but i was um so that happened and then after that happened there was more stairs to navigate like so many stairs to like we kept having to get off a train get onto another one and um I could not carry the like big bag up the stairs so Ethan would have to like go up the stairs come back down help me with my big bag and I was just but I would like try so I would be like three steps up (laughs) and then there was these people that had just gotten off the train and they, like, there was, like, five people that stopped, and they were, like, do you want help? And I was, like, no, like, I'm good, because I was so embarrassed, and I didn't, I don't like to ask for help. But it was, like, a very kind, like, there was a lot of kind people there that were trying to help out. Yeah, also, the people that pried my suitcase out. But that could have been more, because they're, like, oh, this. We got to get to work. This, yeah, this girl is about to keep us from all getting to work, and she's an idiot, so. Well. Yeah. Was, nobody's working. It was like right before New Year's, so. Yeah, but still. Maybe. Maybe some, I don't know who was working. Anyways, I never want to experience that again, so I don't know how, I don't know how I would have packed less stuff. Like, I wore pretty much everything. It was a long trip. Yeah. I mean. Like, I don't know how to take less bags. I think that what happens is people who visit Europe from out of, um, like, another continent or whatever, and can't just, like, well, I guess. Anyways, um, probably don't bring, they're probably not riding the subway. If you're wearing, if you're bringing that type of luggage. They walk, they walk the mile to their ride. Yeah. And that would have followed everything. But, you know, we yeah. wouldn't have laughed about it later or cried. Mm-hmm. Heather, anytime Heather looks at stairs now, she kind of <laughs> shudders a little bit. Any, she looks at stairs. Yeah. And hesitates. <laughs> Um, so that's how your German's going. Yeah. I was totally right about O'Malley bringing a calm vibe to the loft space because last night when we were like troubleshooting this, the cats were rabid, Mm -hmm. just like running everywhere, messing with cords, being like right here in the middle of everything. And then I was like, we should let O'Malley up here because he's sad, but also... I think he would make them chill a little bit yes. and look. Well, I guess you can't look, but the two cats are like asleep on the couches. O'Malley's asleep He's next policing to me. Them. Here, yeah. I'll take a whoa. cell phone video. Yeah, I'm going to take a whoa. video while we're doing a video. 
And wow. so then you can see O'Malley sitting there, and then Cece over there, and then Smoosh right next to me. Mm-hmm. Precious He's sort of a be. very, uh, he's a policing force. Um, Mostly he's like a big baby and the cats get a little into, like if they start playing, he thinks that he should be able to play too, and he's like 90 pounds and giant, so... Think it intimidates them, so they just don't play around him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Probably. Um, yep. So yeah, we have three animals up here. It's unbelievable. Once they all wake up, that's when the podcast is over. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so that's just. Uh, I'm just trying to quickly intro. I guess I can talk. Can I talk about the book? I want to talk about the book. He's now back to being a good boy. He was being a good boy. I just don't want him making those smacking noises. Yeah, when he's licking. Like one of those ASMR. It's just O'Malley smacking. I like burped internally earlier and I was like, is it going to pick that up? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was really quiet. It was just like a barely like one of those like. Oh, you just did it again? Well, it was fake. Oh, okay. But That looked real. Um, yeah, one of those, I'll just isolate it and then make a remix out of it, <laughs> like a beat. Put it in the auto-tune. <laughs> just kidding. Yeah, see, that's what's dangerous about, like, those things, I don't, I don't know if I'll be able to find them and pick them up, you know? And that yeah. Was, that was 40 minutes or something. Really? That was 40 minutes? Mm-hmm. That's time, a long time flies. That's crazy. Yeah. Before our break, 40 minutes. Yeah. Goodness. Well, we just, like, do this all the time. Like, see, Like, yeah. I think that's how I started to feel. Because sometimes when you're talking and you, like, go off on something that I'm, like, mm, like, it was kind of interesting to me because I was, like, I know that a camera's on me. And so, but I still wasn't, like, like, I had a little battle mini battle in my head and I was like should I like pretend to still be engaged and act different than I normally do because we're on camera and I don't and I want to like encourage him to keep going but I was like I don't want to talk about this and like that's how it would be normally if we were just like having this conversation normally so then I was just like and I powered down interesting yeah yeah. Or but but it was like a... A, a what? <laughs> it was a what? <laughs> like a test for me because I was like, am I going to like pretend to be not me? Never, see? Never but compromise. I didn't. I didn't. You didn't? Didn't compromise? I didn't, no. That's good. So. So who are you now? I'm just... Heather drinking my cold coffee. Mm, how cold is it? It's like, um, like not cold yet where you're like, Ugh, but like very close. Mm. Probably five more minutes. O'Malley's up again, rolling around on the floor. That's okay. He's done now. I just don't know what sounds are picked up. I don't know either. Like he makes so like, 
And then if he's like not on camera and then all of a sudden you hear one of his noises where he's mm -hmm. like, whoa, then it's like, where did that come from? It's just something throughout this entire, this entire listening experience. You're going to have to pick up on these random sounds of animals. Yeah. Because um, they are loose. They are wild. <laughs> um, yeah. Free roam. Free yeah. range. Uh, so let's get into this metaphor that I like to talk about with ourselves. I always say when Jump I talk right back in, when I talk to people, they're like asking, you know, who is your wife? Okay. With doing all this. I'm like, yeah, of course. So the best summary is I'm the train and Heather's the tracks laid out in front of us. Cause by that we mean. That I'm the one that like, hey, let's start a podcast. And she's like, all right, but it like has a look nice. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to make you rearrange the entire house before doing so. There was a massive chain reaction that <laughs> resulted in wanting this space for a podcast. And it was moving, giving up the office that I currently have. making Had. Had, currently had, had before. Yeah. And... Okay, moving stuff, that's now her office, rearranging everything in the loft. It was, it was a big ordeal. Mm -hmm. It took about a month. And then I'm going to eventually make that into, like, my old office into, like, a guest bedroom slash um, zen den type space. What's a zen den? Um, just, like, a fun room where I can just, like, be calm and collect... My thoughts. And wear that shirt. Yeah. <laughs> um, she's wearing a shirt with like a sun with a crown on it and a moon moving. I got it in Arkansas. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> that was a real accent. Your real accent coming out. No, it wasn't. Oh, Arkansas. Yeah, they're pretty into like. I was like crystals and moon. And it was it was a fun place to be. Like mm -hmm. I wasn't really expecting it. I was expecting it to be more like, like the Tennessee vibes, more like. Just like countryish. Well, I guess Tennessee wasn't really con countryish. It was just like country music. Duh. <laughs> Yeah, I guess it was country. Um, yeah, Arkansas was fun. It was like mystical type vibes. I liked it. That's fun. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, there's... So in October, we went to the Blue Ridge Parkway, which is along... What states? Tennessee, North Carolina a little bit. Virginia? And that's about as far north as it goes, right? Yep. Shenandoah National Park was the highest we went. Well, it doesn't technically start there, but it's very close. Yeah. And then we went down south. North to south. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, that was that area. And it was interesting because it was around Halloween. And so they like had these, their, was it, whatever Department of Transportation, their signs they had up and it said, Something about spooky potions, which don't dry fast. I don't know. Do you remember that? The little ads <laughs> they would show up on the... on the. I don't remember things like that ever. Well, I guess but... I don't either. It was 
<laughs> spooky <laughs> potions don't drive fast. Don't be a witch. Slow down. I don't know. It was like stuff like it that. It was clever, yeah. For Halloween. More clever than what I just said. But yeah, that was the vibe, right? And you see pumpkins. Oh, yeah. Remember yeah. we saw that trailer of pumpkins. You remember that. I do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, so we saw the pumpkins and it was just that kind of vibe fall halloween and those forests are a little creepy right at times at night like it's just the ozark wilderness you know like it's all about perspective okay well for heather it wasn't creepy she was at home with her little <laughs> she's wearing that t-shirt it protected her from <laughs> all evil spirits uh yeah it's that was fun. That was a fun one. Yeah. That was the... That wasn't as long as the previous van trip. Well, it was about the same. I it think that was, one was a little shorter. Though. It was a little shorter mileage-wise. Yeah. And days-wise. So at the end of 2021 was when we went on our National Parks extravaganza. Mm-hmm. Which I do have 10 videos about mm-hmm. on our YouTube channel. Totaling 93 minutes. The entire length of that... All the videos I made. Yeah. So it's about each national park that we visited and a little bit extra at the end. <laughs> but, uh... A little extra Ethanisms. Well, I'd actually... One of the photos I took on that trip got accepted into an art show. So at the very end of the video... Three photos. Well, three. Oh, two. Three. Yeah, three, three photos. Three total on that trip, actually, yeah. But one of the photos is in the video. So I, like, had waited until... It, like, showed up in the real world, and then I, like, filmed it at... It gets meta, I guess, mm. but it was kind of cool. Showing what you take home with you from trips, right? Yeah. As an as a photographer, it's like, how do you bring that back, you know? Mm-hmm. The hardest part will always be letting go. Yeah. But, yeah, it's, uh, that was fun. What do you take back with you from trips? Rocks? Little crystals? I do like to collect rocks. Um, and t-shirts. Mm-hmm. Like the one you're wearing? Yeah, but this isn't like a Yosemite National Park t-shirt. Yeah, but that has it's a story. It's my Arkansas t-shirt. It has a story behind it. Um, I guess what I take back with me is the experience, like how I felt it's usually what I remember the most is, like, attaching emotions to, like, the experiences that we've had. So. Doesn't everybody do that? Doesn't everyone do that? Yeah, I'm not special. Yeah, you are. <laughs> you have that t-shirt on. That's pretty special. I don't know. You put me on the spot. I don't, like, I don't know. I don't always explain what's going on in my brain. Mm. You write your, I'm not ready to share that. Write your lines down. No, it's not about that. I just, I'm not ready to share that. Maybe later. Okay. I just take photos. That's I'm pretty yeah. simple. Sometimes you, like, steal the moments that I have because you, like, record me while I don't think I'm being recorded. What came first? The cameras or? The egg. Cameras are your experiences. <laughs> huh? What came first? 
It was kind of at the same time. I started, yeah. when we started this. Well, when we went to Alaska the first time, you only brought a photography camera. Yeah, photos, yeah. So technically, the experiences came first. Before photos? They were at the same time. If I brought a camera with me on the first trip, it's at the same time. Yeah. But you capture... You capture things differently between, like, the photos and the videos sometimes. Yeah, they're two different mediums. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it'd be different. Mm-hmm. Like, you, photos are usually, like, more staged. You know staged? what I mean? Staged? Yeah. And then I feel like your videos are kind of sneaky and capture more... I mean, they're not all authentic. Like, sometimes we stick a tripod down and walk off on the trail, but sometimes, like, it's an authentic moment. That you've like captured on a video, but with the photos, I guess you could still take a photo without me realizing you're taking it. So, mm-hmm. <sighs> so what stage about the photos? I tell the sun. Where Not all. No, 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 no. I meant more like I guess the f- kind of photos that like we took. Well, the, yeah, you on, set up a tripod and yeah. it's like, let's pose here and then That's more stand what I was there. Thinking. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and the videos are just wackadoo. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Because mm-hmm. it's like, you mostly, I don't know, I mostly just try to edit to music. Yeah. But there are times when I'm listening to the song, like I imagine the feeling it might be, the feeling I want to create, right? Mm-hmm. Because that's what music is, it's what feelings sound like, as they say. So I try to think about that. Like with the Northern Lights, mm-hmm. I had the song already picked out before before we went, and I was mm-hmm. like, "This is really cool." Like how when I think of the Northern Lights, this what is... I've seen on video, or whatever, yeah. I think of this. This is what it, the feeling it is. And so I was listening to that song as I was capturing the Northern Lights. Yeah, and that was pretty cool. Yeah, and I then think, I used it. I think um, too, like, and that's like the way that you choose to like present the videos is like beautiful footage music that like invokes emotion and like thought and then sometimes people are like well tell us like how you did that like more they like want more like the informational piece of it sometimes which is like why we're doing the podcast because it's like not gonna sacrifice like your style of video and like how you capture things but yeah we can explain some things a little bit further but also I don't like doing that on camera because there's like people around and then I'm not gonna stop and be like so today we're at (laughs) because I would rather die so she would rather die and so that's why we have to try to make it as natural as possible unstaged with multiple cameras, but also capture it in a way where it looks professional because that's the standard I created for myself is making it look nice, right? Mm-hmm. We could just walk around with a cell phone, but then the audio has to be good, mm-hmm. right? And I'm also switching cameras right now with this little clicker that you see in my hand. So I think that's uh, that's as good as it's going to get. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah, podcast is the best way because, like, the stream of consciousness yeah. coming out yeah. is the best. 
Because mm-hmm. that's, I don't know. I just can't do it in the moment. And sometimes, like, I'm so enveloped. Like, I don't want to take away from the moment that I'm experiencing by being, like, explaining, like, how we got here, where we are, what you can do here. Like, I just don't want to, I don't want to do that. Because I, like, experience, like, that's why sometimes I, like, wander off by myself and stuff because it's like I like to be like in that moment yeah that makes sense because if you're like constantly and I've learned this before you're constantly setting up for the next shot like that takes time that takes so much time Mm -hmm. so all these people different and I do try to not to watch videos of like a similar style or Mm -hmm. that do the same thing because I'm still trying to figure out like the way I do things so I don't want to develop somebody else's right like habits and stuff and so that's why I don't, I'm in the period where I don't watch anything until I feel like secure enough in what I make mm-hmm. to be like, yeah, this is us. That makes sense. Yeah. And so, uh, but it does take a lot of time to set up things you want. And I like try to do that, mm-hmm. but then it's like, I don't have enough time for in this. In the way I plan things. We're moving it's around. It's not like, we got to go. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. I try to pack everything into, yeah, a small amount of time. Get the most bang for our buck. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you know that we're constantly moving around with the amount of things we're doing. So there's all of these things that we do almost can't be staged. And I'm really stubborn. So if you're like, can we shoot that again? Then I'm like, no, sorry. (laughs) It's one and done. It's one and done. See, I can ask sometimes like, hey, can you go back and walk around the corner again? But I've even stopped doing that because sometimes you just ignore me. You just keep walking. Yeah. Yeah, it's nothing against you. It's just like it goes along with like, yes, I I want you to document this and like get beautiful footage and like, you know, do your thing because I believe in like what you do, but I don't want to sacrifice like what we're really experiencing for that or like be disingenuous about it, I guess, you know, so that's. I guess why. Insincerity is what we are going yeah. against. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's us. And if you know us in real life, that's I mean mm-hmm. we're trying to be as close to that as possible because it's no there's no point in faking who you are. And this episode in particular is kind of like boom 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 mm-hmm. as far as like topics go, but like we do plan to like be like okay, this is how I plan for Europe. Like, this is what I did. This is how you do it. This is where you can go and, like, be more informational in that in that sense. But this is just kind of getting the ball rolling. Yeah, I just can't. Once this is, like, on social media and you can actually see it, that's when I'll believe it. Yeah. Because right now I still don't even know. Right now we're just talking. Yeah. Like, it's, it's crazy to think that um, this is all happening. We're kind of crazy. Boy, it is nuts. Yeah. It's crazy. I don't know. But, I mean, we talked about the compromise we had to make to move all this around. It had to look, the loft still has to look acceptable enough for, Mm -hmm. like, friends to come over. Yeah. And hang out, too, because, you know, that's also important. You can take your work super seriously and grind and everything, but then... So it should be functional. Yes. Yeah. That makes me think of this story where it was like a woman who 
put all of her time and energy into curing aging. So she basically created immortality. This is a fictional story. It didn't okay. really happen. <laughs> but she had put all her work into that. And then in the end, she was wondering why people weren't happy with them. Because mm-hmm. the people who didn't opt in would die out. Mm-hmm. And so they would lose all their friends and family mm-hmm. over time, like thousands of years old, you know? Yeah. And so she didn't understand it because she had done this great service to humans. Right. And been like, what? I did what I wanted. Mm-hmm. I accomplished my goal. I solved the thing that bothers you. Yes. But and, if you yeah. have unlimited amount of time to do anything, you're not happy either. Mm-hmm. Right? Where you're like, well, I've learned all the languages and I've now what? learned yeah. all the skills and I know I still won't die. Mm-hmm. So... Knowing what's important with your limited time that you have is mm-hmm. really important. But, like, yeah. that's the balance that I try to make because I don't want to pour all my everything into one thing. Mm-hmm. You got to diversify your portfolio with yeah. your time because yeah. if you don't have friends to, like, talk to, like, I only, you only need a couple of close friends in my well i only need a couple of close friends where i'm like hey you really get me this thing i'm thinking about yeah and then they're like yeah ethan that's just you whatever mm-hmm. and that's all i need to hear mm-hmm. but if you have you know quality over quantity right but they are just as much as important as an investment as anything else you do mm-hmm. you know because they're more important yeah me like there's the meat there's an investment you have to put in yourself Mm-hmm. Right, but you have to put just as much out into the world. Mm-hmm. So when you're pouring all your time and effort into yourself, you're yeah. shutting every, the world out, right? Like the grind mm-hmm. or whatever. Like yeah. I, I think we try to have a balance of like the grind and still doing things that like bring us peace, mm-hmm. like ch- eating Chick Fil A and playing zombies. Like we're not always doing this, even though. I think it might look like we're just, like, crazy. Like, we're always going camping. We're always doing this. We're always, you know, editing or working on the website. But it's like, mm, we are normal people with full-time jobs, and we do chill out sometimes. And sometimes we're lazy, and we hang out with our friends, and we're not always grinding, and maybe that will make it take longer to, like, get to... Whatever point we're even trying to get, like, I don't even know what the plan is. Like, right now it's just, like, fun, you know? No expectations. Exactly. I have no expectations for this and how Mm -hmm. it'll end up. A lot of people ask that, like, what is the point? Like, are you want to eventually travel full-time? Do you want this? Do you want this? But it's like, I don't know. Like, that's what other people have or, like, what... People think is like the idea behind this, but I don't know. Like, what is, what do you, what's your plan? Do you uh, have one? Right now, I want this podcast to work and then it'll get posted. That's my current plan. Okay, cool. Because I, you got to see everything through. When you start it, see it through. And starting it, sometimes people don't see it as this, but when you tell somebody about an idea, yeah. To me, that should be just as much of starting it, right? Mm-hmm. When I say I'm going to do something, it's really important to do it. 
Yeah, that's how you are, because I know as soon as you've, like, put it out into the world, I'm like, because sometimes you'll, like, talk to me about something, and I'm like, okay, yeah, we'll see. And not to say, like, I don't believe in you, but, like, there are some things that, like, we're both kind of like that sometimes, where we're like, oh, this would be fun. You want to do this? And then it's like, we'll die out, you know? But I know that as soon as you've, like, put it out into the world, like, you've told one of your friends... Or you posted it somewhere or whatever. I'm like, okay, it's it's happening now because he will refuse to like explain later. Like, oh well, we just like decided to not do that or whatever. Yeah, it's hard to do. Mm-hmm. But also, so I read things and it's like, uh, move in silence and let the work work do your talking. Right, let the mm-hmm. results do the explanation for you. You but- making sure I'm not gonna bump my mic again but don't tell people your next move and all that like that's what a lot of people say but that's Mm -hmm. like but if you have a lot of people that like you know and you know not a lot of people but like there's a lot of people who are interested in like Mm -hmm. and supportive like we have good people in our circle i'm interested in what other people are doing we just talk about what we're doing here's my thing why am i trying to keep secrets from you here's your thing yeah yeah like so how was your weekend and i'm gonna nothing yeah i didn't work on a podcast Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that goes with this not scientifically proven thing called the law of attraction. You're supposed to do that with your mindset. Like the more you think on something Mm -hmm. over and over again, repetitively, you slowly, it helps you accomplish that goal or be that person or do that thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so you keep talking about something with other people that helps remind you that you're, oh, I'm supposed to do this. Right. right. Yeah. And me putting it out on social media was my final. I like, know. It better Because you didn't even tell me that you were doing that. I just, like, saw it, and I was like, we're going to be doing the podcast, like, this weekend. <laughs> yeah, well, we had a free weekend. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, but that's that's why you see the podcast right now. And... That's what Go There, Do That's all about. What is it all about? We're, we haven't figured, Doing it. We haven't figured it out yet. <laughs> See, oh, what you're talking about, uh, when people ask for explanations or how did you do this or whatever, I was thinking it's not, it's called Go There, Do That, not How To Go There and How To mm. Do That. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's just more about, that's why each photo, that you if, if you ever purchase, if you ever go to our store, find a photo uh, that you like, on the bottom right corner, watermarked on every photo, is the phrase, go there, do that. And there's statement editions and signature editions. There's only three signature editions. It's those three. I actually made them signature editions. And then I submitted them to an art show, and all three got submitted so I could say the signatures are official art show pieces, mm-hmm. but they were actually signatures before the art show. Yeah. Anyways, uh, bottom right corner of statement editions is go there, period, do that, period. And that's statement. So, sort of the law of attraction for other people to surround yourself with that mindset to... Like a reminder. Do those things. Mm-hmm. Remember? Like, mm-hmm. Remember that trailer you have? Yeah. In your shed, that, mm-hmm. that storage shed that you've had for a while. Yeah. Like, remember that vacation that you wanted to take? Yeah. What is stopping you now? Yeah. Is it life or is it you? 
Mm-hmm. Only worry about what you have control of. And if you feel like you have no control, then you have nothing to worry about. Mm-hmm. What do you have control of? Can you go? Yeah. And it doesn't have to be like going to Europe, the Grand Canyon, whatever. Like it's like, what are you, what are you wanting to do? Like what's holding you back? Like try to do it. But also I think a reason why it's not like how to do that or whatever is because like I feel like I'm aware enough to know that like I could give advice on things or whatever but that doesn't mean that it fits for somebody else oh yeah you know like it's like well this is how I did it will that work for you who knows are you willing to get rid of one of your cars and drive the van to work every day like if that's not for you like I don't know Like, I feel weird sometimes, like, giving advice about it because it's like, well, this is how I do it, but I don't expect it to work for anyone else. Yeah. That's the thing. Everybody's life situation is different. Yeah. Everybody's job situation. You know, it's just your family, Mm -hmm. all that. Like, I feel like my value, like, is not me being able to, like, tell you how to do this or where you should go and blah, blah, blah. Like, it's literally just that we did it and we're going to share that and you can listen or, like, not. And I, like, we're valuable just because, like, we're here. Yeah. Not because we have information to give. I have literally no information to give out. <laughs> I don't know anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. I mean... It's just the way we did it, but everybody's situation is totally different. So there is kind of no point to, in my opinion, give out that exact itinerary. Formula, yeah. Although you can find Heather's itinerary for the National Parks Extravaganza on our website in one of her blogs that she made. So you can see her spreadsheet on exactly how Mm -hmm. she did plan these things. She went down to each meal every day, what we were going to have, when we were going to snack every day. And that helped, of course, you know, it wasn't followed to a T, but it helps us whenever we're like, what is going on? What yeah, do we do? Yeah, we can't wing it. And then it's you look not back. Good. Like, it was this giant binder that we had with us yeah. the whole time. And it's like, we would pull it out, it seemed like every five yeah, seconds. Yeah, we did use it a lot. Because that's just the, what you set up, but like, mm-hmm. yeah. And it only worked because we were, and you, we were staying at all these different places mm-hmm. along the way. And so mm-hmm. you had to have that because that's what made it possible the train tracks laid out in front of us yeah yeah and but yeah if you do really want to know our website go visit it yeah about like every six months or so i'll like hyper fixate and write like eight blogs at a time and then not write anymore for another six months so check them out (laughs) do that look at that (laughs) that's our (laughs) advice yeah if we have any is that we do have a website and you can just, there's a lot of stuff on there. Free knowledge mm-hmm. of how things are done. Um, but you could use that as like a roadmap, literally. Well, that's what I do for, every time. Yeah. Like, because I literally just like make a copy of that spreadsheet. And then I use it on the next trip, but like change it to the details about that trip. Oh, yeah. yeah. So like the, the formula that I used is like the same. So can people download this Excel spreadsheet? No, not oh. right now. So maybe someday I'll make it like that. If you are listening and you would like 
this Excel spreadsheet to be downloadable, then let us know in the comments below. Yeah, because I'm not going to put effort into it unless... Someone cares. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because it's a lot of work. Yeah. Any questions? Any questions you might have? This is not a live stream, but if there's any questions, <laughs> just ask us because we don't really know. Yeah. What are we going to talk about? Yeah. Even like for this, like at the beginning, you're like, we asked some people like what they wouldn't... Where O'Malley. are you going? O'Malley break. He's over it. Mm-hmm. Um, at the beginning, you're like, people, we like asked people like, what would you want to hear on the podcast? And I don't know if you like said. Oh, this is kind of what we were talking about. Just how like the experience. Oh, okay. Just talking about things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How we work together. Yeah. Something like that. Like what's our dynamic like? Oh, our dynamic? Mm-hmm. Mm. Like, right now, like, this is yeah. us talking, I think. This is how you normally speak to me. <laughs> I think. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I don't normally wear this hat indoors, but I am because, because, actually, our neighbor <laughs> asked me once, he was like, did you, have y'all, <laughs> did y'all go to Alaska? And I was like, yeah, we've been to Alaska. And I'd never told him that, but he was like, oh, I was looking at videos of people who've been to Alaska, and I saw your hat. <laughs> he recognized you. And so he recognized me because of this hat. So now I got to keep it It is on. an iconic Ethan, like, symbol. Like, anyone that knows you would agree that the hat makes sense. So if you don't remember my name, if you don't remember, go there, do that. People the, just remember the guy the with the hat. Yeah. So literally, my neighbor. He didn't remember anything about me <laughs> except for my hat. He's seen you in that hat. <laughs> like, didn't remember where he saw it or who I was. Oh my gosh, that's funny. Yeah, and that's a true story. But yeah. we had our practice podcast last night. That was a sham because I didn't have the hat on. Yeah. All right, O'Malley's coming back up. I don't know if you'll be. Oh, yep. What time is it? Oh, is it time to eat? It's not. It's one o'clock. Mm-hmm. It is not time to eat. That's what he's saying. Yeah, though. well, he's just bored. Should we break and go on a walk? This is, uh, yeah. This, this is probably is... like three hours long, so. Okay, yep, that's the end I of... could use some movement. I'm getting a little... Okay. I can feel. All right, we're done. Feel um... it creeping. Thanks. <laughs> I haven't said the outro, so it's still on. Like, it's nobody paused it. Okay, so that's the end of this podcast. Thanks for watching. Heather's trying to keep herself together for about five more seconds, and that's it. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, guys. So long. See you later. We're going to go for a walk. We're done. It works, I think. Goodbye. Hey.